back for another episode of the Gamer Hour. As always, I'm your host, Chris Puckett, broadcasting in a pre-recorded taping at Reuter Studio in Times Square, New York City. This time, Rocket is covering my back and my ears in a game that has me looking spazzier than a cat chasing a laser pointer. In tonight's show, I shoot some Puckett Rockets. He's one Did shot. Get you. Got him. Another one on him. me. Got him too. All right, let's go. My guest showcases his tongue harmonics. And together, we use some colorful language. Oh, shit. You're okay. He's not coming. I was gonna joke on him on the way. But before you get to see my ADD levels reach all new heights, we gotta talk about how a bunch of gamers took down some Wall Street elites. That's right, a group of Redditors fought back against a scheme to bankrupt GameStop via the stock market. The Wall Street Bet subreddit noticed a multi-billion dollar hedge fund called Marvin Capital was shorting the struggling company's stock, which means they were borrowing shares, selling them, and then rebuying them at a lower cost later. Their plan, though, was foiled by, well, you guessed it, gamers. The tech-savvy super nerds started buying as much GameStop stock as they could which drove up the value of the stock way up. As a result, the hedge funds lost billions of dollars as they had to buy back shares at a much higher price. It's estimated now that the hedge fund in total lost 30% of their $25 billion in assets. All I can say is GME to the moon, baby. Wall Street clearly underestimated a generation raised on highly coordinated Friday night wow raids. <laughs> The first Halo Infinite development update for 2021 was released last week, detailing the current status and future roadmap of the game. According to 343, all of the game's content is in-game and is being tested out daily. Let's hope all the game's content is in the game. I mean, the last thing we need at this point is an incomplete, buggy launch with Master Chief having a wardrobe malfunction in front of a bunch of grunts. In other FPS news, Cold War Zombies got a new map called Firebase Z. I know, it's pretty exciting. The gameplay trailer revealed the new map setting in Vietnam, new weapons, at least three new boss type enemies, and much, much more. What's that much more, you ask? Well, it's new skins, perks, scary zombies, claustrophobic rooms, and corridors. And of course, that same annoying teddy bear that makes the box disappear and ruins things, well, for everyone. Except this time, when the teddy bear appears, apparently gives you a letter that says, you're f***ed. <laughs> Disco's latest update removed bots from competitive matches where players would have been kicked or disconnected from the game. Instead of getting a new AI teammate though, the Outland squad is now instead getting rewarded with $5,000 after three consecutive round losses. Not sure if this would work in real sports though. Can you imagine it happening in F1? Ferrari has lost Sebastian Vettel to Aston Martin, but it doesn't matter. The FIA has rewarded them 300 million pounds to build a chassis and start winning again, because what's good for Ferrari is good for Formula One. <laughs> Sad part is, kind of actually sounds like something the FIA would do. The Left 4 Dead 2 infamously uncensored German version was, get this, 
uncensored in Germany. Yeah, so after waiting 12 years, all of the fun stuff was finally put back into the game, like the blood, guts, gore, and screaming of, give me a dick on, get Ryan. <laughs> For all our English speakers, that means cover me, I'm going in. Then again, it could mean, I washed my hands for supper? <laughs> Staying on the topic of horror survival games, the 4v1 survival game Monstrum launched on Steam Early Access last week. It pits four humans against one player-controlled monster in a broken-down ship. Great. So it's basically a slowed-down version of Evolve, but on a boat instead of a forest. Or as Dave Cook described in his fantastic review, it sounds like the most demonic game of Pac-Man ever conceived. <laughs> And speaking of demons and terrifying, our guest tonight is the lead guitarist for the metal band Dragon Force, the man who mimics Pac-Man sounds in his rock ballads. Please give a raging scream for Herman Lee. Thanks, Rocket, for sponsoring this interview. Herman, welcome to the Gamer Hour. I'm so pumped to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. Excited. Extremely excited. Heck yeah, man. So first off, I got to ask you about this video. What is going on here with the mallet? Go. Here we go. Hammer time. You know, sometimes I just find whatever I, I have around me and I play guitar with it and randomly I have a hammer. <laughs> just, uh, because this song um, that I was playing was called Three Hammers. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Is playing the guitar normal just boring at this point? Like, what's the weirdest tool or inanimate object you used to rock out with? Well, you know, throughout the time we were recording the album, we would do weird stuff from throwing balls to the guitar to see what it sounds like. We would put the guitar close to the toilet and flush it to see what kind of sound comes out of it. So um, I just try to make it exciting by having a bunch of different stuff around and try to experiment from screwdriver drills, you know, to make a kind of a cool guitar sound, which I usually hope that it sounds like something I know from a video game. That's epic. Uh, I mean, anyone who's played Guitar Hero 3 is now familiar with your music. I've been listening to Dragon Force for years, but Through the Fire and Flames was one of my least favorite songs after playing Guitar Hero 3. We've had musicians on the show in the past, but none of them use game sounds like you do. So talk to me a little bit about that song and how did you get the idea of blending noises from Pac-Man into your tunes? Um, I I've been into video games since the first... I don't know, clock and watch that Nintendo did. I mean, that's a long time ago, all the way from the first console, like the Atari. And video game music has been really part of my life. And one of my main influences when it comes to guitar playing, I think a lot of the games have incredible tunes, you know, just really catchy songs. And when I started playing the guitar, I wanted to do these kind of weird noises that, you know, reminds me of some of my favorite sounds in video games. So I thought, for Through the Fire and Flames, we got to kick off the guitar solo battle with a Pac-Man 
Pac-Man sound. That's that's kind of a weird idea I had. I thought, yeah, Pac-Man, let's go. Here we go. <laughs> that's great. Uh, has was there any one game or composer that inspired you along the way? Um, not just not one, but I love songs that are like really melodic, like really great background music that you can sing along to. And a lot of them are like from shoot 'em up games, from like our type. Um, a lot of the I think retro late eighties, early nineties, shoot 'em up had really great songs. And Street Fighter Two obviously is not a great soundtrack on that, as well as Outrun. Outrun is an awesome you know, racing game that has some of the best tunes I've ever heard on any video game. Great tunes from the 80s and 90s, but Guitar Hero 3 launched in 2007 and rhythm gaming was really blowing up at that point. So how did you have the opportunity to get your music in the game? How did this all come about? So I, I played the first two Guitar Hero on the PS2, so I was familiar with it. And there was just a lot of fans requesting um, the, make, the, the makers of Guitar Hero to put Dragon Force in. And when they asked me, I thought, hell yeah, absolutely. I played the game already. So throw it in there. But I had no idea they were going to make me the ultimate villain of video games, right? <laughs> the hardest song, the last guy you got to beat that, you know, that you measure against, right? That song is what you measure against your friends, how good you are in the game. And it, it was it was awesome when it came out. I was surprised. It's pretty awesome to be considered a villain. Did you take any of that personal, though? Did you did you like being the villain? Because being the final boss, that's going to be like the highest honor in gaming, right? Absolutely. The final boss is the ultimate one. And not only is it final boss, you know, there's no, you can't even, the first time, you know, the, when you finish the game, it just happens, right? You've got no chance of practicing whatsoever. They really made me the ultimate Evo in Guitar Hero. <laughs> I never beat you, and uh, I still regret that too today. Recently, though, you've taken your work to the next level. You're doing some work alongside Oculus with Rock Band VR. What is that like? Because I feel like this is how rhythm gaming always should have been. Do you still use a controller? Are you stroking an air guitar? What is VR like? Um, VR, for me, has been a lot of fun. And working with um, Oculus, you know, for the launch of their headset was, was just awesome. And so... The inventor back then was he was a big Dragon Force fan, and of course the whole Guitar Hero thing is like you got to get Dragon Force to do this campaign, and we had fun hanging with them and you know being um you know give them ideas on how to do this crazy little campaign. Uh, it's fun. I actually saw them smashing up all the game controllers, which was kind of funny. <laughs> Out of all of our guests, you have definitely been the most tech savvy. You troubleshooted all of the audio issues in seconds and you are ready to rock. I've seen you active on Twitch as well. So tell me about that side of things. How long have you been streaming? Have you always been into tech? And how often are you broadcasting yourself? So um, a lot of people don't know. They all think all I do is play guitar since I was before I was born, right? It's not really true. Before I became a professional musician, I was actually a Linux, Unix, Solaris system administrator as a kind of a day job while doing my, my band as a side fun thing. And this kind of video games and tech, you know, the whole thing of PC gaming, overclocking, everything has been part of my life and Dragon Force or the music together. So Twitch was just a natural thing when I started streaming more than two years ago. I was streaming guitar gaming and and then it evolved, right? I have the IRL backpack, I customize it so people can, I can give it to a fan to wear my backpack, we live stream the show from the mosh pit, 
I wear it on the stage of show the camera. I'm like going crazy on it. So it's been fun streaming from home here from my, you know, I guess recording studio, um, man cave <laughs> all the way to on tour. Um, I do Monday to Friday, um, 1 PM Pacific, pretty much, um, um, on a consistent level. And I have a lot of special guests coming up too. like some of the greatest guitar players. I have them coming over here. We jam, we chat, we game. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's so awesome. And one of my favorite things, as you mentioned, not only are you playing live music and interviewing some great guests, but you're also gaming and you had a star studded lineup when you played Among Us. Who all was in the lobby? What bands were being represented? Um, we had um, Amon Amaf with the, the, the Swedish Viking metal guys. Um, we have Amaranth. Um, we have so many players. I can't remember. Um, we had Ronnie Radke from Falling in Reverse. Really a bunch of um, different characters. I want to bring different characters into the game from different kind of style of metal, rock music. And, you know, you can see it's so fun to see your favorite rock star lie to each other. You know, right. like, you don't usually see that. You know. So after all the games, I feel like you actually get a pretty solid judge of character. Who is the most trustworthy rock star and who's the sketchiest musician you played with? Uh, you know what? The sketchiest. I think the sketchiest actually was not a rock star, but a streamer because he lies every day. That was Kit Boger. <laughs> he he lies on Twitch every single day, right? To to stop the scammers. So he he was like he had the poker face. He even took his sunglasses off. Usually he never take his sunglasses off. He still lied to us in a way that we couldn't we couldn't like you know suss him out. <laughs> I love it. You are the imposter kid. All right, we we had the lockdown for everyone, and it's been a drain for me. A lot of people in the creative field or field, I should say. For you though. Was it draining for your creativity or was this something that inspired you to go back to work and create more music? It's been really strange and I hate to say it, but it's, I have been really busy during this time and getting really creative. We wrote a bunch of songs um, with my you know, bandmate um, Sam from Dragon Force on Twitch with the fans. So we actually wrote a whole album on Twitch with fans. Really? We were kind of, kind of making fun of our friends' bands and kind of writing in the style of them if we were a joke band. And that's been great. And doing the whole Twitch thing has been so much fun. And I, fi I finally found the time to have fun doing YouTube stuff. So now they call me a YouTuber for some reason. I've been, you know, having battles with different you know, YouTubers, it's, it's, it's been great. <laughs> We're gonna get you your platinum plaque. I can see you already, 10 million subs. Well, you gotta talk <laughs> a little bit about your sessions though, Herman. So when you're playing, who are you jamming with during quarantine? Is it people just in LA or are you able to connect with people over the internet? Uh, so because I'm such a tech nerd, I was able to figure out how to jam remotely with ultra low latency. So I have jammed with, um, Awesome guitar players like um, Michelangelo Badio, who does, you can play left-handed, right-handed. We were doing remote jamming. Um, a number of players, we did a bunch of remote jamming, which was great because, you know, you finally can do stuff when people are not on tour. It's hard to catch your friends when they're touring. And I have, you know, I'm in a big enough room. So we do social distancing jam here too. And we have Tosin Abassi from Animals as Leaders. Um, Kiko Luel from Angra, uh, Megadeth been here, uh, <laughs> Misha Mansur from Periphery, Tim Hansen from 
Polyphia. So we had, you know, a kind of a so many great guitar players that I can actually learn from as well. You know, everyone has so there's so much talent that for me is it's been amazing for me to actually watch them play and learn at the same time and jamming with them. That sounds so fun. And just looking around your little jam session studio you got set up there. Most guys in New York and L.A., they collect sneakers. You seem to be collecting guitars. So how many are in your collection today? I have over 160 guitars for sure. I'm not sure what we're at. Maybe 170 now. Um, and I have all kind of different brands, different signature models. Um, it's, you know, I'm spoiled. I'm like this terrible kid. Like you see those kids with like, you know, or people with like multiple sports cars. And these are like all top end guitars. So I'm like one of these spoiled guitar guys. <laughs> Jay Leno's got his cars. Herman Lee has his guitars. Which one though is your favorite? Which one's your baby? Um, right now, it's gotta be this one. This is a PRS um, custom private stock guitar that Paul Reed Smith made me. Um, there's nothing out there. I mean, there's just, there isn't a PRS like this which is thin, light, and incredible to play. Um, um, it looks cool as well. I went for a retro synthwave color. I said, look, make me something synthwave-y to go with our latest album. And I think this got the, got the best, best finish I've ever seen on a guitar, actually. <laughs> yeah. That thing's so badass. Now, you would never dream of smashing that one on stage, but do you have a go-to brand or a go-to guitar if you need to destroy it? Well, you know, to be honest, I'll be honest with you, look, I, as a professional guitar player, building guitars, I wouldn't have a guitar that I can't throw around. There you go. That was a baby <laughs> so, on the floor. No big deal. <laughs> my guitars are made to do that. So I jump off stage, stage, drop, stage dive, crowd surf with my guitars. If it can't do that, I would not take it on tour. So that's, that's your... People are gonna go freak out now. They saw that happen to a PRS guitar. But trust me, if I pick it up, it's still in tune. I can even play you something. I love it, man. That just freaks me out. It's like, is this really happening? It just did. <laughs> you're, you're talking about playing on tour. Hopefully the vaccine is gonna be global here soon and we'll see everyone going back to their normal life. So once the touring resumes, where can you not wait to go back to? Oh, you know, we, we were touring in the US and it stopped after two weeks. I really want to finish this US tour. Um, it was going so great until it all stopped, right? Um, but we have a number of um, big festivals. We're playing, we're headlining some festival in Europe. So hopefully it happens this summer. Um, if not, you know, we'll see where, where, the, where the cycle starts, right? Um, but we're supposed to do some arena tours um, later in the year, in the fall. So we'll see. <laughs> And for the super fans who have been to multiple of your shows and they want this moment of, I was there, what was your favorite show of all time? What city, what year, do you remember it? I gotta say, it, one of the best shows I had was um, actually before the pandemic. We were playing in Los Angeles and we had our stage production of the massive giant arcade machines. So we, we got these arcade machines that, you know, I programmed that works with the screen of the LED screen. And we we get on top and do guitar solos and they go they do all crazy lights and I had such fun you know at that LA show last year with friends we had Tosin from Animals as Leaders that came out and came up he did guitar battle along with me and Tim Henson that was a that was just a fun show it was it was like the last party 
before the pandemic happened. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, every show we talk to our audience and we give them an opportunity to ask their burning questions. The first community question tonight is from True Dark. Excuse me, True. How does a remote jam session work? You mentioned that already you've figured out how to get real low latency. Yes, um, you have to have the right gear, basically. And it's, it's kind of complicated to, to explain in a certain way, but the way I do it is I actually, I actually go and set it up on a lot of these musicians set up. I have to do a bunch of setting in Windows and a bunch of settings on the, on the software. And I have a special software here that, you know, that can handle it. <laughs> so it's not easy to do. And, you know, since most musicians are not that tech savvy, I have to go in and de do team viewer remote control and set their whole computer up for like an hour. And then off we go. <laughs> Got it. So True Dark, you just need to know a guy to make it happen. Linda's Loot wants to know, best guitarist other than yourself? Oh, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, there's so many amazing guitar players, but Joe Satriani, obviously incredible, you know, legend, Steve Vai and, you know, Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace, you know, one of the greatest ever. Squatchinator says, what's the weirdest instrument you know how to play? I can play the recorder, weirdly enough. I, I learned that back in primary school. <laughs> I learned something. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I, can't, I know how to play the notes. <laughs> Has the recorder made it to any of your metal tracks yet? Not yet. Not yet. I actually bought one to, do, um, to try to play Through the Fine Flames on it because I saw a fan did the whole full version of Through the Fine Flames of all the guitar solos that I played. I'm going, what's going on? And the dive bomb and the noises on the, on the recorder. I was thinking, I got to see how that works. Yeah, once the pandemic's gone, you got to fly that guy out. Give him a microphone. Let's get him hooked up. Arkham Knight 42, have you been working on any new music during the lockdown? And if so, can you give us a small sample right now? Ah, uh, you know, we we always um, we're always working on music. Um, let me grab my guitar. No way. <laughs> Special treat for you, Arkham. Um, this should still be in tune, right? That's what I said earlier. There you go. I put myself on the spot. Is my guitar really that good? Well, um, we have been working a bunch of mu new music, actually, but I don't know. It's hard to hard to show you what it is just by myself, but you can guess there's going to be a lot of. And a, uh, <laughs> and a, and a tongue harmonic. There's going to be all kind of weird stuff. So. Don't worry, um, we haven't changed into some kind of um, slow jazz band or anything like that. I think that is the best answer to any community question we've ever asked on this show. Thank you, Herman Lee. Herman, when I first came in today, I was preparing to get roasted in a rock band, maybe some Guitar Hero, but then I found out we're actually playing an FPS, an arena shooter. You're a Quake guy. How did this happen?
Oh, I was so obsessed with Quake, and that's the beginning of the 3D graphics card war. You know the the 3D FX stuff, and I was like playing it pretty much. I don't know, 12 hours a day, um, and I was in a Quake Clan league matches every weekend, and we're talking about modem, 33.6 modem, uh, that kind of times. Um, I love it. I was just so into Quake One, Quake World. And then, of course, I got into the Quake 2, Quake 3 arena, Unreal Tournament stuff. I'm a bit rusty these days, but I'm always up for challenge when it comes to this kind of fast instant action where you don't have to run around collecting stuff. You're just going in there. you got to be on the ball straight away. I love that. Quake is like one of the original esports, especially for first-person shooters. And we've got a lot of great players around the world. Were you playing Quake in Hong Kong? Were you in UK at that point? Were you in the States? Where were you playing? And was were you the only one in your friends group playing this game? Or was everyone on Quake? Um, I was in London at that time. So um, I was playing with a bunch of people, you know, that I never met before, you know, in the clan. And funny enough, I met them later on when I was touring with the band. It's like, hi, hey, you were that guy. Oh, we used to do um, Capture the Flag together, or Team Fortress. Um, definitely video games and music have brought something, um, definitely a social part and a fun part. You really get to meet people um, in, a, in a weird way, right? Oh, you used to give me like, you used to do all this stuff. It's great to meet um, people later on. Yeah, I love that. Herman, it's so great that you play Quake. I know Dragon Force needs to be booked as a special guest at QuakeCon. Have you heard of this? It's the biggest event for Quake, and it's still happening going into 2021. I know it's it's, it's awesome, and I you know I played some um, um, Quake Champion too. You know I started playing that when it came out. Uh, I I've never been to QuakeCon, funny enough. Hopefully one day, you know, I get to go down there. <laughs> well, Herman, you love Quake, but instead of playing the original 24-year-old title, we're playing Diabolical, which launched last September. But I'm told if you're good at the old one, you're gonna be great at this new game. Cool with you? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man, well, put away your amp, put away that guitar, and strap on your rocket headset. It's game time. Rocket, thanks for sponsoring tonight's gameplay. And Herman, I got to ask, how do you like the new gear? The headphones look good on you, man. Yeah, sounding good. I'm ready for the 3D surround. They come behind me. I'm going to turn around and kill him. I love that. Herman, before we jump in, Rocket has presented us with an official challenge for tonight's session. Do you want to take a guess at what it might be? Uh, kill them all. Kill them all and kill them all again and again. We're going to win. Whatever. Very happens. close. Very close. The actual challenge is you have to play Enter Sandman in C minor with scissors. You can do that, right? Well, that's too easy. Get me something better. Come on. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, here's the real one. Tonight's official Rocket Challenge is for us to win one match of 2v2 Diabotical together. This is where your Quake skills and my ability to run from opponents is going to come into handy. We got yeah, this. We, yeah, we got to be tactical. We got to hold the rockets. We got to not give away frags. We can do this. All right. Well, let's get into the game. We're taking on a man called Dope Sack. Nice to see you. Yes. Let's go. You armored up? Nope. Oh, we gotta no, start okay. fresh. That was just a little right. preview of the map, I think. Yeah. I'm gonna take advantage of him not moving yet. AFK kill number one. Dope sacks on me though. Uh-oh. I don't know where I am. Okay. 
So stay away from Dope's attack. That's the deal. Yep. They're both under. They're on me. I'm running for my life. Alright. I saw you. I'm getting away from there. Get armored up. I'm the... We are oh, up 2 0. Oh, sh. Well, we are no longer not... up. But I found some armors. Okay, they're both on me. So Tied. Both weak, both weak. We need to armor up before we go into battle. Let's stay away from them. Oh, incoming. They're chasing, yeah? Incoming, incoming. I'm just... I'm gonna check all those corners. That's... Alright. They're both underneath me. I just don't have the weapon to go up there. Yep. I'm grabbing some armor, but I still don't have any weapons. Oh, dope's out. We gotta hold our ground and camp a little bit. They're, uh, they're behind me. I'm done. Okay. Oh, that's oh. you? Okay. Okay. Where do we find guns? Alright, there's one down there. There's a rail gun down there. I'm going for the rocket. Okay, they're okay, gonna be I'm... down here on me if you can help. I'm not sure if you see them. Only did 28 into dope. Dope's weak. Nice escape. I gotta run. I have 92 health. Oh, sh came behind me and just fragged me. Alright. Alright, good job. I gotta run, get help. Oh, I ran into him. He's over here. Right next to you as well. I had to leave you, Herm. He left. I, got, he I got no help. There's a red armor. Incoming. Incoming. He's one Did shot. He get you? Got him. Another one on me. Got him too. All right, let's go. Okay, they're hunting us. He's behind me. Yeah, he's Shooting hunting rockets. me. Dope's on me now too. Trying to run into your bubble. Oh, sh you're okay. He's not coming. I was gonna railgun him on the way, but oh, let's get a rocket. We need the armor. I'm on. They're up I'll top. Go. They're rocketing at me. If you go up to your left there. Yeah, they got me. Try to go up behind. Armor. Nice shot. Okay. I hear him. I hear someone up coming. Up top, top at the... Uh, at the blue armor. To my left here. It's coming behind you. Incoming. I ran to the red armor. I'm grabbing the rocket real quick. Okay. Oh, he's coming. I got him on the one shot. I just took 100 out of him. Which he's one? Which coming. one? Dope or Mike? Dope sack. I took 100 Dope. out of him. I hit him for 46 more. He's weak. Above us. Nice. Yeah. Good trade. Good trade. At least we disarmed him. Hell he is. He's getting tense. I like this. 
taking it seriously. Ooh, suck it, Mike! There's blue armor up top for you if you keep following me. And Fighting they are underneath on the old rocket spot. I took a hundred out of him. Whoever he is. Behind you is the uh, blue armor. You're jumping right on Mike. Got him. Got him. Good job. Okay, I'm gonna get the blue armor. And then there's a health pack down to our left. A dope's coming for it. Draining him. He's so weak. Got him. Nice, nice job. Mike's down here. Okay. Ah. Oh, okay. Oh shit. Yeah, gave away a frag. Hey, he's got me twice. He's up. Dope sack hit me for 45. I hit him as well. I'm getting chased. Oh, he chased me down. I got Mike on me. This is bad. Ah, oh, I tore a hundred off dope sack, but he still got me. Um, I try to hit Mike on the. Doped in the mouth. He He's coming. Right behind you got me. He came through the portal. This hurts. Nice shot, Mike. All right, we're down 11 now. That hurts. They went on a bit of a run. Yeah, we gave away too many frags, I guess, at some point. I got cycled twice in a row for sure. He's um, coming for me. He's right behind us. He's right behind us. Both are. I'm blasting him with the shotty, though. Mike's weak, if you can finish him behind you. I got dope sacked down. Get the other one. Mike Mike's weak. Coming. Mike is weak. I'm gonna run out. I got nothing left. He's got a powerful weapon. He's getting. Oh! <laughs> Dope dropped on me as well. Uh oh. I brought up my talk menu. <laughs> Alright, nice cleanup. Good cleanup. Oh, I got the rocket launcher finally. A little bit of armor. Rocket. Okay, I'm on. Dope sacks behind us between. Bad move. I can give away this one. Got him. Help pack for you. Oh. My bad. I got him though. Got it. You got it. One minute remains. Oh! Incoming. He just respawned. He's right. Stuck down there. Nah, I'm good now. I'm trying to rail him. Stop, Mike. Good job. They're all going for the rockets, so we gotta hold the rockets if we can. Yeah. He's rail gunning me. He got me. Just remind him you're better. He's got 30 left. I gotta go get health. He's running away. I got Mike. Got a hundred pack. Oh sh! Coming to you. Uh, oh. Good try. Good try.
Kermit unfortunately lost, but we figured out the game as we went. And even though we didn't get the W, everyone else is still winning at home. We're giving out the promo codes regardless. And uh, clearly, I think we need to spend a little bit more time in the game. What do you think? Yeah, I think we make a pretty good team. We just this was our first ever teaming up together. We might have a chance, you know, just a little bit of warming up and we'll, we'll be better. Yeah, look out, Sweden. We're coming for your title. The promo code this week is Herman Lee. Be sure to use the code between now and Sunday, February 14th, to get you and your Valentine a 10% discount off all of your favorite gear from Rocket. Rocket, thanks as always for sponsoring tonight's gameplay, but Herman, it's now time for review and rating. Herman, for this part of the show, we usually go in-depth on the game we just played and review it in great detail. And by great detail, my guests will usually say, it's pretty good. And for me, I'll respond with, sweet. But instead of that, let's just do an in-depth comparison this time around. Apples to apples, oranges to mangoes. How does Diabotical stand up to Quake? Uh, I mean, the, the gameplay is really smooth. I like it. And the action is, is there. I really like it. For someone who's played... Quake 1, 2, 3, the Unreal Tournament stuff. I can get into this and, you know, if I don't have a music career, and be a pro. I like it. It has the weapons, the classic weapons, and you, you need skills. And the, one of the best things about these games um, are, well, I think the main thing is you can go in there. You don't have to spend hours and hours leveling up. If you have the skills, you can dive in there and use it straight away, and you're at the eco level of everyone starting. That's right. Everyone's playing on an even playing field. No one has an advantage at the start of the round. But what does Diabotical do better, or what does Quake do better if you had to compare the two? Uh, well, <laughs> Quake is, you know, I think the nostalgic, right? You know, just it was the first ever 3D shooter that you can play online, you know, and have some epic matches. It's, right. You can never take that away from it. It's just the memories of it. But I think um, this brings back some of those memories, and you can play with friends. That used to play that game, but you know you don't really want to get into the hassle of trying to find a server of a game that old. I think this is a good, good option to have if you want to play something that you're familiar with. With that said, where would you put Quake on a one to one hundred scale? I mean, look, I have spent hours and hours on Quake, insane amount of hours. I shouldn't even tell you. And you know, so many hours that when I closed my eyes, I could see little men running around and rockets coming at me. Um, so I gotta put that as a hundred, right? That is the epic start of online gaming. One hundred—that's right. a perfect score, and I think it's quite fitting because there was nothing else to compare it to at the time. <laughs> uh, but where would you put Diabotical now, coming twenty-four years after the original Quake? Where would you put Diabotical on a one to one hundred? Uh, I would give it ninety because the performance is really good, and you can pick it up and play immediately without having to worry about how many hours you've put in. So that is uh, something that, for me, uh, as a professional musician, to be able to go in and play a game, have fun straight away without having to worry about it, um, you know, how many hours I've put in, this is a great one to do. All right, this one's a quick answer. Where does Dragon Force land, 1-100? <laughs> Depends who's listening. I, I have heard it so much, so I'll give it about <laughs> 80. And this one's for the producer, Kill Switch Engage? <laughs> I, I like Kill Switch. I'll give him... 85. 
85 over Dragon Force. I don't think that's fair, but I respect your answers. For me, going to back to Diabotical, I got to say the game is awesome all around. It's fast-paced. It's super highly competitive, and you can see there's a massive skill ceiling. I also just love the fact that a guy that was a former esports host, commentator, and just on-camera personality decided to go off-camera to build this title, and they did a great job doing so. The only problem with the game in my eyes is not enough people are playing it. We were waiting quite a while for our 2v2 matchup, and I need to see more people on the American server. So on a scale of Nickelback to Dragon Force, I'd give this a solid bullet for my Valentine. It's rapid, powerful, makes me want to scream, aim, fire, and even though my tears don't fall, it makes me want to wake the demon. It also has emotional nostalgia wrapped up in the map design to make my heart burst into flames. Enough puns, guys. Apologies for that one. Bullet for my Valentine is definitely an 80, maybe 83 on my scale for all of those wondering at home. Herman, as always, it's great to listen to you. It was fantastic having you on the show tonight. And next time you're on, let's play some VR, maybe some air guitars. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. I'm going to be in the audience to watch you do air guitar. I'm, I can't wait for that. You're in for a very special show. I'm going to be stage diving. No one's going to catch me. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you, Herman. Have a great 2021. Keep shredding it, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun gaming. And we've got to do it again. I think we made a great team. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Mr. Quickfingers, the rock legend, Herman Lee. <laughs>